Hello, Trash Crusaders. Welcome to Save Trash Cinema, the podcast where exploitation and exploration come together. It is uh, your guide through trash cinema, your favorite dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. On today's Trash Talk, I'm bringing along two of my favorite people to recap the horror nerd's biggest holiday and biggest horror convention in the Southeast. This year's Days of the Dead. But before we dive in, why don't I start off by introducing the people joining me on today's episode. First up, he's got a beard. He's got an inhuman-sized liver. My good friend, Bennett Thompson. Put it to the test quite regularly, especially this weekend. So thank you. It's still working, still functioning, and the beard is growing because of it. Thank you. Yeah, no, we're all drunk right now, but that's what to be expected when you are literally recording like an hour after we've left the fucking convention itself and we've been perma drunk for three days. So please bear with us and judge us as much as you want. Next up is one of my longtime friends. She's often known as the queen of New Orleans is an expert on getting drunk and how to tell ghost stories, Jackie Tracy. I tell ghost stories. That's true, right? You tell ghost stories. <laughs> no, super stoked to be here and glad I got to come back to Atlanta for this con this weekend. Yes, three days drunk. Jackie, before, before we get started, why don't you tell the folks at home who are listening to this episode a little bit about your ghost telling? Because you're kind of hot in the spot. You're hot to trot on the streets in the gutters of New Orleans, smelling of piss and booze. <laughs> <laughs> That's my everyday life. But yeah, no, I don't know. I work for French Quarter Phantoms, and I get to uh, just walk a bunch of drunk people around and tell them stories, and they pay me to do it. It's pretty fucking great. <laughs> it is pretty fucking great. You get to tell them about murder and ghosts. Murder. And it was uh I we did New Year's Evil, um, a beautiful trash cinema film from the 80s. And they get the guy uh, whose name is just Mr. Evil. That's his <laughs> name, and he just says things like the whole time. And it's like, <laughs> like stop the, the whatever voice you're using, just don't do it anymore. It's ridiculous. But then again, that is trash cinema. So what do we expect? Enough of that, that though. Why don't we jump into a little quick housekeeping? Uh, we'd love it if you rate and reviewed the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Don't forget to be on the show by submitting movie recommendations or by being a guest host by emailing us at save trash cinema gmail.com. Or you can DM us on all of our socials at save trash cinema. Make sure to check out last week's episode when we paid homage to those who have opted to help revitalize the genre when we covered the 2007 Grindhouse collaboration. Planet Terror. We will be continuing to release many of those crossover episodes and interviews, as well as fucking some game shows, because, I mean, who cares? Why not, right? So keep your eyes peeled for some exciting content coming down the pipeline. But enough housekeeping. Let's get our nerd on Days of the Dead, everyone. And now, our feature presentation. For those uninitiated, Days of the Dead is a long-standing and long-running horror convention held across the country with events spread out through the calendar year in cities such as Las Vegas, Chicago, and our hometown 
of Atlanta, Georgia. The convention, like many others, runs a lineup of familiar and underground faces from across the horror genre. While there are the occasional anti-genre faces looking at you, Tom Arnold, the convention plays to those who are fans of horror and as such provide amazing panels, booths, and meet and greets with actors, directors, and vendors from all over the world. The weekend was no different. This weekend, unlike the others, was a beautiful ballad of familiar faces and newcomers alike with a heavy emphasis placed on the burgeoning horror franchise, Terrifier. It is worth pointing out that this weekend was almost entirely dedicated to Terrifier due to it being director Damien Leone's birthday, including an entire panel dedicated to Leone's birthday, including almost the entire cast for both Terrifier and Terrifier 2. Don't worry. Though, even if you aren't a fan of the series or have even watched any of those films, there is much, much more for you to get your eyes on. Speaking of such, here are just a few names from some of the people you could have or already have met at the show. We've already mentioned Damien Leone, director of Terrifier and Terrifier 2. David Howard Thornton, Art the Clown from Terrifier. Katie Featherstone and Micah Sloat from Paranormal Activity. Heather Longenkamp from Nightmare on Elm Street. Heather Matazzaro from Scream 3 and Hostel Part 2. Comedian Tom Arnold <laughs> was there. And um, he did a comedy set. And uh, we decided to go get drunk somewhere else. Sorry, Tom Arnold. Kim Coates from Sons of Anarchy, Silent Hill and Resident Evil Afterlife. Mark Boone Jr. from also Sons of Anarchy and Halloween 2. Jonathan Breck, the Creeper from Jeeper, Jeepers Creepers. Bill Mosley, the best boy, Bill Mosley, um, who everyone should know. Uh, he's from Devil's Rejects, as well as Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which honestly could potentially be the best Chainsaw Massacre movie. I'm just saying, I don't make the rules, but that movie fucking fucks. Right, guys? Yep. Thank you for not disagreeing with me. It also included Nancy Loomis from Halloween in the Fog. Matthew Patrick Davis, also known as Milk Mommy from Barbarian. And uh, if you know, you know. <laughs> as well as, are you ready for this? Trash Cinema Mount Rushmore alum, Lloyd fucking Kaufman, the founder man. of Troma Entertainment. God, man, he's such just a sweetie. Just he's a, a sweetie. Cutie. I want him to be my grandfather. No, oh, I would love for him to be my grandpa. I just, I just, just, I just love that guy. And needless to say, that the convention was chock full of actors, directors, and everyone in between. But I would be remiss to say if I did not point out all of the amazing creators from far and wide who joined in on the vendor side as well. We had Screambox. Shout out to the amazing Tony Scotch, director of Skeletons in the Closet, who's running the booth. He is an amazing person. If you haven't seen his film, you should just go fucking subscribe to Screenbox because that service is amazing. And you can watch Skeletons in the Closet as well as all the Terrifier or the two Terrifier films because those movies fuck. And uh, if you're a horror fan and you haven't seen them, then you're not. Good Screenbox. Exactly. Yes. As much as you talk about Tubi, you don't talk enough about Screenbox. That is true. That is true. I'm failing in that point. Um, we need more Screenbox people. All right, guys. Also, Cavity Colors, Paul Bearer Press, the VHS Preservation Society. Shout out to Sean. Troma Entertainment, which had a bunch of people there, which is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. And many, many more. Just some amazing artists, tattooists, painters, and filmmakers alike, all under one roof 
But enough about that. The people aren't here to hear me banter on about all the things that were there. They want to know some of our highlights. Some of the things we enjoyed the most this weekend. And while I could tell you about all the times I took shots of fucking whatever I had in a cup, drinking high lifes till I just couldn't see straight, I think these people want to know more. So, Bennett, why don't you start us off and give us some of your highlights over Days of the Dead 2023? There's lots of highlights, but I've got to say, and it's obviously fresh in my mind, and it may be uh, getting ahead of things, but... The Terrifier panels today were exceptional. Having most of both casts from Terrifier 1 and 2, and they switched everybody out except for uh, Damien and Art. And, I mean, it was just fabulous. They all kind of said similar things about how much the crew is very much familial and how, you know, with independent films, you get a lot of that activity where you really start... They, they talked about chemistry screenings, right? You don't often yeah. hear a lot about that. that. That's a term that's unfamiliar to a lot of people. But for independent films, they want to make sure they get things right. And you can tell there's a lot of care taken into who gets to be a part of this magic moment and how well they all seem to gel and get along. But I liked the panels today an awful lot. Uh, for Damien's birthday, knowing that they went hardcore last night and had a big fucking party, and that everybody was still there, uh, you know, with with, you know, cracks in their eyes, but they were still there answering questions, and they they answered so well. Like it was a really fun panel. Uh, we've sat in a lot of these panels at various conventions and and things like that, and some of them are hit or miss, some of them are are good, some of them are exceptional. And today was just a lot of fun, really listening to those guys kind of banter, and I really enjoyed it. And even when things got a little quirky, like. We got to sing happy birthday for Damien. That didn't exactly pan out. We took a couple of selfies that we probably weren't in, but those are those are kind of those moments that don't always end up uh, capturing things the right way. But if you're there and in the moment, you know that there's a lot of appreciation there. There's a lot of back and forth from them too. If you've seen any of these two movies and you know much about them, you know that they don't exist without the fans that come to these kind of conventions. These are a not exactly crowdsourced, but essentially this is their their funding has come from people seeing what you can do with practical effects and a small budget. And then they say, hey, this is the kind of content we crave. And then all of a sudden there's millions of people that watch this stuff. And they're out there at these conventions just to say thank you. And on a day after him celebrating his birthday, they popped glitter all over him for and not exactly that it worked out properly, but Really seeing that the as hyped up as it was, and we got up front and got really close for that one, and it was a really good experience to see the cast and crew, or well, just the cast from both of those two movies and how they interacted and answering questions. That was a lot of fun for me today. That was re rewarding for the whole the whole weekend. Oh, for sure, yeah. The, the so the like we said, uh, Damien Leone's birthday was this weekend, and, and they held a bit of a birthday party for him. Apparently, that birthday party lasted quite a, long into the evening. Uh, and everyone showed up on stage hungover as fuck. But you know what? We're at a convention. I was hungover as well. Yeah. And we I showed was up drinking. in the audience hungover. So tip Ooh. for tat. And drinking. Yeah. And drinking. Where are your yes. idols? We were, we were definitely were drinking in the audience. And good on us for being there to celebrate that too. But like, I think it was like really cool. Like when you see, and I think that's the big thing. Like uh, my wife, Sydney, she. My wife. Uh, <laughs> She's well ingrained uh, in her previous like previous years uh, with Marvel films, uh, which is her story to tell. But 
you know, she always talks about how like you you meet some of these people and they're just dicks, right? Like they become so, like they're famous enough that like they're so used to people walking up to them on the street being like, can I have your autograph? Can I take your photo? Can I do this? Can I do that? That they're just annoyed at this point in their lives where it's like, just leave me alone. Or they're also just assholes because they, that has gotten to them to a point where they think that they're on a higher level than everyone else. But like horror conventions to me, every time I've been at one has been very different where a lot of these people, that are people that I look up to and I'm in like, this might come as a shock, but like I'm incredibly shy when I meet a lot of these people, right? Like I've seen you on screen. I have followed you for years. I love everything you do. And when it comes to it and you meet them in person, you're just like, that is me. Right. Have you met Linnea Quigley in person? <laughs> no, god damn it. If but I ever meet Linnea Quigley, I'm my life ends at that point. Puddle, of, yeah, puddle of flesh. Yeah. I don't think I could, honestly. They always say, like, don't meet your heroes, right? But like a lot of these people are my heroes. And then I meet them in person and I'm like, this is a lie. These people are amazing. The only time I've ever had a situation where it was like, don't meet your heroes was meeting Tom Savini. Damn it, I was just about to say that. I was going <laughs> to piggyback on the Tom Savini thing. He's an ass. Like, I'll just ah, say. Oh, oh, okay, okay. All right. As someone who actually knows him better, he's not, it's not like he's the worst person. He's just really, he's very full of himself. He's got an ego. He's very full of himself, but he's not mean. He is nice. Like, I played Frisbee with the dude. Like, he's not mean. He's a nice guy. But he has an ego the size of Texas. Like, sure. but at the age of 60 years old, if you can do literal one finger push ups at the age of 60 and you are like one of the godfathers of makeup effects and you're still pulling in, you know, 20 year old women, which is awful to look at in person. <laughs> but like, I get it. I get it. The man had a cock pistol. I mean, he's he's, he's literal sex machine. Yeah, so, I mean, so I've met I've met Tom a couple times at a few different conventions, and uh, the, one of the the striking moments was I met him for the first I think it was the, no the second time I met him, and he was just like incredibly rude to the people in front of us when we were in line to meet him, and we got up there and I was like I like I don't do this I don't go ask for autographs like I want these people to live their own lives right. But, like, we're up in line, and I'm like, fuck it. Let me meet Tom Savini. Like, it's Tom fucking Savini, right? So, for the people that don't know, he's a special effects god, essentially. Yeah. And is known industry-wide for just, like, his amazing special effects. And the truth is, he is, right? Like, there's no short-selling Tom Savini's work. There's no short-selling his amazing... Like, he essentially has been able to keep that, like practical special effects alive for the last 40 plus years and so you know meeting him in person i, I didn't know what to say but i could definitely tell he was in a bad mood and so i was just like i walked up and i was like hey man uh i really enjoyed your segment in the theater bazaar and the look on his face he like goes from just grumpy to like almost confused and he looks at me and he was like, no one's ever seen that fucking movie. 
Like someone I was like, honestly, I was like, I literally just watched it like two days ago. And like your segment was, I, I mean, all the segments were great, but like, I really appreciated yours. I thought yours was amazing. And he was just like, Ugh, I mean, I really appreciate that. No one ever fucking mentions that. And I'm like, I mean, I can tell, like, you know, that I think that's the thing though. Like when you're talking to some of these people, it's like, you know, they've been in movies, especially a lot of these horror actors where it's like, you guys have been in movies that no one's ever seen. Like we, we, we sat in on the panel for Heather Longenkamp, right? And um, one of the things she talked about at the very beginning was how she was in a movie about Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. And almost I pulled... because they just looked alike, right? She does look yeah. very much like oh my God. Nancy Kerrigan's yeah. doppelganger. Oh, she's definitely Nancy Kerrigan's. Never mind that her most yeah, famous I, role, she's named Nancy. So I actually did not put two and two together until they said that in the panel. And I was like, oh my God, she does. Yeah, I literally like pulled up a photo to show to Sid and I was like, holy fuck, like she looks yeah, just like her. It's yeah. wild. Um, which is a bit of time, guys. But like, but that's the thing though. Like, when you think of Heather Longenkamp, you don't think about all of the other movies she's been in. You think of Nightmare on Elm Street. You think of Wes Craven's New Nightmare. You think, like, when you think of Heather Longenkamp, you connect her to Freddy Krueger. Like, there's really no question there. So with someone like Tom Savini, who's like, you know, when people go to talk to him, they're going to bring up his most famous films. They're not going to talk about, like, the small films he did or, like, the the off movies he actually directed portions of. And, like, no one ever mentions that, Um, which I think, you know, it's a shame. So I could definitely tell, like, how you could be a bit grumpy after, you know, two full days of sitting here talking about one thing. He's a human, right? Everybody has bad days. When I met him, I was in high school, and he told me about his school. And I was, like, interesting, because I guess he thought I was enough into it, and that's where I ended up going. But really quick to segue back to Days of the Dead. One thing that I appreciate so much about uh, Damien, the director of Terrifier, is that he did all of his own effects. And he mentioned Tom Savini being his hero. And there was part of me that was like, at least in your own time at this point, like you've hit that level, man. I hope you know that. Like what you've put through with the budget you had as a one-man fucking team, basically. Two, I guess. But I mean... Really, he doesn't have an effects studio. He did it all himself, and that's phenomenal. That blew my mind. That is very true. Now, Jackie... I hope he realizes he's lived up to that. I hope so, too. Now, Jackie, we've we've talked to Bennett. Bennett mentions the Damien Leone's birthday party and the panel for Terrifier 2, or Terrifier and Terrifier 2. So what about you? What, what, What was your most... What did you enjoy the most from this weekend? Well, to be fair, I mean, I think he's right. Like, it is fresh in our mind, but I also do think that panel was really good, right? Because I think that um, I was really excited to see them. So I have a friend named Sammy who's, like, friends with a lot of them on Facebook, and she started, like, the Art the Clown Appreciation Facebook page or whatever. I don't know if she started it. I know she's in it. I don't want to misspeak. But um, I got the gist that both Damien and David were, like, really solid people. Mm-hmm. And it turns out like it, nothing could be more true. They're just so solid. And the whole cast just seemed like such a good family and everyone really got along and everyone supported each other and they gave really honest answers. And I just, it's cool because when you think of Terrifier, I know I'll, I'll talk about something else too, but like when you think of Terrifier, like especially Terrifier 2, 
it is such a brutal movie. It yeah. is brutal. The death scenes are, and I'm saying that, and you're saying that, and we watch, we watch some really fucked up shit. So <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, but he created something that almost like, almost was like a mass thing. Like, I mean, more people were into it than were revolting against it. It was so surprising to see that like people really like took to that movie the way they did. And I think it's because of David and the way he portrays art and the uh, amount of comedy that Damien put in there that is actually legitimately funny. Like you actually belly laugh while watching this movie. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, if you're like my friend Josh, pass out or (laughs) maybe vomit or something because it's it's brutal. But they they do find a, a balance there for sure. Um, okay, outside of that, though, um, I would have to say, and I know this isn't like a panel thing, so we didn't we didn't go to all the panels this year, and I know because like I've seen Malcolm McDowell, I've seen Bill Mosley, and they're they're fucking great. They're great every single time, absolutely wonderful. But we had a lot of vendors to see. But I have to like give it up to some of the costumes this year, and I I think everyone that knows me knows that I I just I just do not like children. <laughs> By any stretch of the imagination. But some of the kids' costumes this year, Mm. there was a Howard the Duck walking around. There was a girl from the ring literally coming out of a a well or a TV. She had both props with her at some point. That's insane to me. Like, and I know it's the parents making these, and the kids (laughs) haven't even seen the movies, right? Because Bennett talked to the kid from the ring or whatever. Like they've never even seen them, but they're still like performing as though they had. And it the parents... scares her. It's she's so afraid of it that she hasn't seen it yet, but she's still on board to want to do it because she can And this isn't her first rodeo either. Last year she was the standout for the the dress up competition yeah. during yep. the Friday or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. where she's hanging out of a television and I mean stole the show with that for the costumes. And then this year with both reiterations of Anryu coming out of the well and or the television absolutely slayed. And to know that she's still scared, but like, that's so cool. She's only like eight, nine, 10 years old. And she's still so scared of these movies that the one that she's dressing up for, she can't even watch. And yet she's absolutely slaying it. And she played to it, you know, like I had my camera out and she walked right up to me. And before she could like tap me on the lens, I was already running away peeing myself. (laughs) So the kids are performing, but also like, I'd love to see the behind the scenes getting ready for the day where the parents are like, I've literally put together with foam this well, or I've built this TV. I'm doing this much makeup on my kid to show them off at Days of the Dead, but so much work goes into it. And I kind of just got to give props to, you know, some of the other patrons that just show up and like put their all into this costuming, man. It's super cool to walk around. spot on Pennywise, like spot on top to bottom, just decked out Pennywise, complete with the I Love Dairy balloons. Like, mm. I mean, the attention to detail that people put into these costumes for something that's not quite like a con, right? It's not a dragon con or anything like that. It is a horror convention, but not in that sense that everybody's expected to dress out like you would for a dragon con. And yet you still see so many people show out. We saw um, Freddie, the dad, actually, of the the girl from uh, that's crawling out of the TV. And he had a cardboard cutout. See, so he was Digi Freddie or, uh, you know, the big boss Freddie. Then you see Mike Myers running around and he's got the Ivy uh, against a, a shellac um, wood frame 
so he can kind of creep out behind the ivy bench and people taking pictures like that like they know they're going to get their pictures taken and they they spend the time to do it and they're all over the place they're just completely random walking around you see groups Right, we saw what were the uh, the zombie group that we saw yesterday? Yeah, uh, we, dog soldiers. Yeah, dog soldiers, dog an entire group of dog soldiers. That's awesome because who the fuck dresses up as it's dog like 5D. soldiers? Five D, so cool. But yeah. so, okay, oh, yeah. so that yeah. and then to, to lead into your stuff, I think this is probably going to lead into your stuff. I not so much the whole panel, but God, I love Lloyd Kaufman. Don't we all? Good Lord, I want him to be my grandfather, Lynn Shay to be my grandmother, and then I will be happy in life. He, that man is phenomenal. He's, oh, for he's sure. Wonderful. Yeah, so that was definitely the highlight of our my my portion of it was getting to meet Lloyd Kaufman. We knew it would he, be. That's why I led into it. I was so like, I was, talking, I was talking with Sid. I was like, the Mount Rushmore of trash cinema is Herschel Gordon Lewis, Fred Olin Ray, Lloyd Kaufman, and Linnea Quigley. <laughs> and so I've I've never met. Fred Olin Ray. God, I, I don't know what I would do if I did. Same with Herschel Gordon Lewis, which I think is impossible at this point. Um, and then Lloyd Kaufman. Well, also Linnea Quigley, but you know, that uh, just. But what? Linnea. What would you do if you met Linnea? Stop. I would, I would turn into a puddle on the ground. I don't know if I could actually have a conversation. It would just be me laying there crying in a heap on the <laughs> ground. Uh, but with Lloyd Kaufman, like, you know, the thing is, like, the, the dude is prolific. Um, Troma has put out so many films such as Toxic Avengers, Poultry Guys, Tromeo and Juliet, um, the fucking Surf Nazis Must Die. Like, I, I have to credit a lot of what I am today because of Lloyd Kaufman. And so, like, being in the same room as him, much less like breathing the same air in the same air. I know it sounds really stupid, but like, no, he's a genius. Amazing. And, you know, the guy's 77 years old. And you could definitely tell, like, in the panel, that it definitely felt like you could def you could see this, the, the years are starting to catch up to him. But, but he's, he's like just, Mel Brooks and, like, his yeah. old age. Like, he's still, like, this, like, you know, like, he's got a spark. He's, like, this. He's this, he's five foot nothing. Short, yeah. scrawny little Jewish man. And he looked like that for a long time. So yeah. he's, he felt old for some time. And he's still got some years on him. And, you know, he, yeah, oh, for sure. And, you know, he's up there. He's just so excited about, like, everything that they're doing now. Like, it, it's, he's not one of those people who, like, falls back on, like, well, we've had a few huge cultural hits, right? Like, we've produced James Gunn. We've produced actors you wouldn't believe. We've given chances to fucking Trey Parker and Matt Stone from South Park. We've done all this stuff, like he's talking he's up on stage he's not like sure he's referencing that like yeah these are some things we did but a majority of the time in his panels he's talking about the fact that he's like we're still making really fun shit and you know he's up there and he's telling these stories and he's so fucking witty and sharp yeah and like I, what i love the most is that they have they bring up a guy dressed up as toxie from toxic avenger and the beginning of the panel, like for the, probably the first half of the panel, they're they're he's passing the mic to him, and they're like they're asking questions to everyone. Everyone answers. He passes the mic to Toxie. Toxie grabs and is like, <laughs> and then it's like they do this joke a bit, and there's a moment in your head where you're like, if you especially if you're uninitiated, you're like, 
God damn it. Like, are we doing this the, the whole time? And then he passes the mic and he goes, then Toxie grabs it. He goes to answer a question. You're just, you know what to expect. Right. And he goes, <coughs> and uh, actually to that point, it is, <laughs> it is just such like, it is such a Lloyd Kaufman bit. Yeah. Where like he sets the joke up. The joke goes just a little longer to the point where you're like, this joke's not going to end. And like, we're just going to do, and then it kicks and you're like, God damn it. Like you son of a bitch, you got me, and you just <laughs> like, really eloquent and heartfelt too. Afterwards. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, like answering questions, and they're talking about like trauma and like why trauma is such a big thing. And the truth is, is like they make films with no budget. A lot of people who work on these films get paid very little, but it's not because, like you know, they're they're trying to exploit people. I think is the big thing. They're not exploiting people. It's the fact that these movies don't make any money. Like yeah. they make just enough money for them to be able to make the next movie. And they've been doing this for decades. For I think the way they decades. talked about how they're treated on set, though, was massive. Like oh, yeah. how great they felt on a trauma set. Like yeah. the actors. And that was a, yeah, that was a big thing. Catherine Corcoran, who. She starred in Terrifier. Uh, she starred in Terrifier, the, the original, but she really got her first start um, in Return to Nukem High, part one and part two through trauma. And she's talking about the fact that, like, she learned so much at the age of like 19 doing this movie because she's like, when we're doing this film, like, the cast is every member of the cast is fed the same doesn't matter what part you get you're getting fed good food your living quarters are clean the set is always safe and it's like they put their money not towards like doing a lot outside of like making sure everyone is taken care of and that's like really cool because you do see a lot of exploitation that takes place in the industry whether it's a big movie or small film and when we have currently right now in Atlanta where, where they're filming Francis Ford Coppola's Metropolis. And, um, you know, you've got like fucking a list stars. You got Lawrence Fishburne, you got Adam driver, you got Audrey Plaza, you got these huge, and you know, for a fact, these people are being put up in the, the most upper echelons of hotel rooms and they're eating five course meat, you know, they're eating five star meals every night. Like these people are getting taken care of, but the rest of the staff isn't right. Like they're getting fucking PB and J sandwiches and getting paid nickels on the dollar and are like just fucking being abused on set. So it was, it's really awesome when you hear how like these, like how trauma has kind of set the stage and set the groundwork for a lot of these people to be taken care of. And like for an indie film, that's pretty amazing. And it's like, it's really cool. And it, it really makes you feel good. And just, the like you know it's like that love right like it's the love of these movies and and then hearing all the positive that comes out of them as well and you know it makes you feel good it makes me feel good at least inside being like all right i don't feel bad like watching a, a movie like this where i know for a fact that this entire staff is being exploited like it feels I good I feel like uh, the two panels that we've talked about, of course, being Lloyd Kaufman and Terrifier panels, I feel like they both had a lot of that same message. Like uh, the girl who played 
you know, the the younger girl in Terrifier 2, was it Pill Pill Girl or whatever the they pill, call the her? Pill so girl. Like, yeah. yeah, like, you know, she was talking about how comfortable everybody made her feel and everyone talked about being a family and Lloyd Kaufman was definitely someone who clearly put like actors forward and like made sure that people that that made that meant the most to it seemed like both of those panels. And that's that's just dope to hear. Yeah. And I think it's it's also worth pointing out, like the actor who plays um, Art the Clown. This was something I, th I found was really interesting. So David Howard Thornton, who plays Art the Clown, which if you've never seen Terrifier, like I highly recommend going out watching it. It's an amazing horror film. It is brutal. So if you're a little squeamish, guess what? It's going to be a little rough on you. Uh, but like that movie is incredible. And Art the Clown is what really carries the film, right? Like he is in equal parts. I think Damien Leone says it's like there's one moment where you're like you're slapping your knee. You're laughing. You're like this. This is the funniest person. I want to have a beer with this guy. And then he turns around and does the most inhumane shit you could ever see on screen. And just brutalizes people. And so the actor, David Howard Thornton, is he's like, he's up there and he is just, you can just tell this dude has a light about him. Like he's just the happiest person in the world. Like he's just, yeah. you can just tell like how happy he is just to be there in the moment. And he's jovial. He's laughing. He's just, and then he tells a story. He's like, yeah, you know, he's asked a question at one point during the panel where they're like, hey, um, so like what, what job would you do? if you weren't an actor or in film. And so people were telling him like, well, I would be this and I'd be that and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I would be a, a elementary school teacher mainly because that's what I was before I took on the role as art, the clown, this motherfucker was an elementary school teacher. I look over at my wife who is a, she teaches middle school, but she's a teacher. Nonetheless, I look over at Sid and I'm like, just the shock look on my face. And she's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This is amazing. So she's like even more in love with, with Arthur clown now, because she's like, the actor was a literal school teacher who like, and you could just tell like, this guy's just like, they love what they do. And it's amazing. And I, I really think like, especially horror, like that's something that we can all kind of get from that is that like a lot of people in the horror industry, like they, this is what they do. Like they love it when you come up to them. They love it when you see, you know, Bill Mosley always says like, if people see me at the airport, at a restaurant, like I will always stop. I will always stop to talk to him. I'll sign whatever you want. I'll take photos with you. I'll talk all about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'll talk all about Chop Top. I'll talk all about, you know, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses. Like, because like, they're, they're not like these people aren't as, as well known as you know ben affleck who's very annoyed when you walk up to him like these people love that because like you know sure they are actors sure they do this but like they're not like people don't know them outside of like maybe a very small community which is the horror community um and i love that I, I, and i also love the fact that i think this weekend really drove home the point that like horror is changing and horror is getting bigger and horror is in the middle of a, a renaissance. And like, we need to start like actually respecting this shit. And we could say it's, you know, it's Jordan Peele making movies like Get Out and Us and Nope. But like, or fucking A24 just dropping bomb after, you know, just fucking banger after banger. But like, at the end of the day, 
horror is on the way up and it's going to come bigger and bigger and bigger. And I am so excited to see where it goes next. Now, guys, before we close out the episode, is there any lasting remarks or anything that we you felt like we didn't cover that you guys want to make sure the audience knows before we close this out? I'd say if you've ever thought about going and you haven't, then to go next year, just make a plan to go. It's worth it. It's fun for people watching. It's fantastic just to walk into people. I got a lot of comments on just a t-shirt that I had on. I wasn't all decked out. I just had a really simple t-shirt and I kept getting all kinds of compliments on that. Um, really, we're looking for stuff to put in our place and we got all kinds of stuff for the walls and got some bones to hang up that made a wind chime. I mean, we've got some fantastic stuff from the vendors. It's a great place if you're an autograph person to not just get autographs, but to actually have a communal conversation with these people. Um, I'm not an autograph guy, but I could watch uh, Tom Arnold and Kim Coates and all these people that are giving autographs and having these conversations. Nobody's in a rush. You know, it's not like there's a, a, a line out of the books, Barnes and Noble around the corner. They just want to give you the time that you deserve because you've come out there and spent your time, energy and effort to come see them. Um, and they they feel that they recognize that. And there's a very communal spirit to it. Um, I, I think it's just a fantastic experience. This is my third time doing it. It gets better each time. Uh, the panels are great. Uh, you don't have to sit on on every single thing to experience it all. But there's there's all kinds of things to be able to do and the vendors. And it's just a wonderful experience. So I would say if you've never been plan on going next year, it's really worth it. Hell yeah. Jackie, what about you? Yeah, I mean, man, so I, I don't even live in Atlanta anymore. I live in New Orleans now. And I found out the other day, this is actually, I think, my eighth Days of the Dead in Atlanta. And I don't plan on on ever stopping. Um, it's it is. It's such a cool community. I, you know, I I don't have a choice to be a part of, but to be a part of the horror community because that is essentially my passion. But I'm really happy that the community is the way it is. And I wish I had my business card from all the vendors we picked up the stuff at because the vendors there are just the best. Yeah. It's dangerous, right, for me to go <laughs> two days of the dead, especially if I'm on a budget, which I don't really know what that word means. So fortunately, Bennett bought a lot of stuff you for it. Card. Yeah, that's fine. Use me <laughs> but, for your budget. But the the vendors there are just so great. And, and you can really see the appreciation in a lot of the actors' eyes when you meet them and tell them, you know, how much you appreciate them. And as well, the vendors, like when you appreciate their art and man, some of these people put their heart and soul into their art. Um, it's just really cool. I'm I'm glad to have been a part of it for eight years now, which is friggin insane. And I can't wait to go to the, I don't know, 20th, 30th one with y'all. It's it's amazing. I, I concur. And I will say um, once again, Check out Screenbox. I think I'd like to talk about the vendors. Like, check out Screenbox. Look, it's $5.99 a month. It's amazing. Also, what is it? Troma TV? Troma Now. Troma Now. now. First Troma month now. is free, $4.99 after. And you can catch thousands of trauma related things on that uh, streaming service. So, if you are into trash cinema and you want to catch up on some, like, just really low budget, amazing indie films like definitely check out trauma you can catch things like toxic avenger cannibal the musical uh, they've got a bunch of really cool shit on that so like definitely go check out trauma 
um, look up things like VHSPS, the uh, VHS Preservation Society. Our buddy Sean runs it, where um, he essentially he's doing essentially the the physical work that we do the audio for, which is he saves trash in one VHS tape at a time. Uh, he's an amazing person, uh, runs an incredible thing. You can catch him on Instagram. Uh, Tony Scotch, a director of Skeleton in the Closet, like we had mentioned um, him. There's an amazing uh, artist, Adam, who always runs around with him, who does amazing artwork. You'll you'll find just a, a bunch of incredible people. Cavity Colors, Paul Bears. Um, there's some really cool shit. Uh, fucking Saga 13 Studios. They make custom uh, Jason masks. So if you're looking for a Jason mask for any wardrobe, guess what? They got you covered. You can check out another great one that we met there. Um, his name is uh, JB Products. Um, he runs a YouTube channel where he covers like uh, high-level overviews of films, kind of like what we do, uh, except he comp compiles a lot of like the best bits from certain genres together. So it's just really interesting, and it's it's an amazing community at events like this, and, and it's growing exponentially, especially with this new wave of horror fans. And um, I, I can't I can't recommend days of the dead as a convention highly enough and um it was just an amazing experience once again every year is amazing and we absolutely love it and if you've loved the show please rate review and share the hell of what your friends loved ones and worst of enemies honestly word of mouth is key here and we aren't beggars also fuck sorry you know what guys fuck that guy <laughs> damn <laughs> Every time I think about it, just fuck that guy. <laughs> if you're interested in video games, why don't you check out our sister podcast, the Spotlight Games Podcast, and all of your favorite streaming services. We also stream live every Tuesday on Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern, so join us live. Also, if you're interested in TV shows, guess what? We now have a new third podcast <laughs> Ugh, called Spotlight TV. Sorry, the UG wasn't because of how great that, that show is great. But also, I'm a sleepy, sleepy dumpster boy. Uh, but come and check us out. Our episodes go live. Um, they were every Wednesday, but we're pushing them up to be more part of the conversation. So you should be able to catch them Mondays, Tuesdays. I don't know. We'll go live eventually. Uh, we're currently covering The Last of Us on HBO. So if you don't want to miss out on the conversation, you should come and check out those episodes. We do a deep dive intellectually and stupidly because we're all dumb as shit. So, like, you know, if you want to hear us just mumble and not <laughs> put thoughts together like I'm doing right now, guess what? You can listen to that live when those episodes go out. In the meantime, you can follow me at Kid Cayman on Twitter. Bennett, I know you you got a Twitter. We don't ever talk about it, though. But you do have an Instagram account. So why don't we tell the people where that is? Instagram's all up Bennett. And my Twitter, I believe, is Bologna Cheese. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll check it. But bologna cheese. Hashtag oldest man in the world, that's I think. Is ancient. Hashtag 271 years strong. Almost Jacqueline. 222. Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. The queen of NOLA. The ghost tour pervert. Let's just call you the ghost <laughs> tour pervert. I'll call you the ghost tour pervert. Where can they follow you? Uh, French Quarter Queen, actually. So my Instagram and Facebook, because I'm also old is uh quarter queen 13 beautiful beautiful you can follow our sister podcast at spot game spot on twitter spot games on podcast or on instagram 
And if you want to check out Spotlight TV, you can find it at Spotlight TV Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I need a fucking day off. I also need to have at least one day of sobriety. But you know what? We got a lot of episodes to cover in the next couple of days. So that ain't probably ain't happening. Remember, fight big box office. Save trash cinema.